All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Southern Souls podcast. It's, uh, it's been a few, and we're back on the couch here. It's, uh, it's March 1st, 2017. We killed February. It's over. Made uh, it. So nice. Uh, and we're celebrating this, this fine uh, occasion by uh, having a little comeback episode here with uh, Mr. B.A. Johnston. Hey. Hello. How are you? Excellent. Thanks so much for uh, being with us today. I love to be on the internet, so. Right? It's good. It's fun. My pleasure. No problem. Did you just get the internet recently? It's pretty amazing. Yeah, mother didn't want to pay for it for a while. So right. I, we yeah. finally have, we have Wi-Fi. Well, I do chores, she gives me path, the password, but she changes it <sighs> constantly. Right. Well, it's it's kind of impressive to me that you have a mom who knows how to do that. I think dad might have did it. Or oh, maybe oh. one of my brothers came over in the daytime. <laughs> right. That <laughs> makes sense. Up. Someone did it. Right. They're all, and they're all whatever they can do to keep you off. One of the passwords was Chicago Blackhawks related, which made me believe my dad has something to do with what's going on. I see. Because my mom does not care about the Chicago Blackhawks. Fair enough. All right. Well, either way, it's impressive that you've got parentals who know how to do that. Um, it is. My parents have suffered several like technological breakdowns in their computers. They've tried to, you know navigate this new crazy world it is crazy world. of the world wide web my parents have a lot of problem with their cable box do they like if i turn the tv off with the because you can either turn off the cable or turn off the tv and if i turn off the tv then they don't understand how to turn their cable back on and they get my dad gets very angry yes kind of loses it but it's we've had this conversation literally hundreds of times so <laughs> you think he would just turn the tv back on but he just gets really angry about how i used his re- his remote control right remote controls is it that yeah, thing where clicker. there's three remotes he's got a lot of them right i don't i think one might be for a dvd player or something right yeah that see i've got the trifecta right yeah. there the cable box the dvd they player. don't own dvds no but they have a controller <laughs> for the dvd player which they no longer use because they're net savvy enough to have like Netflix, are they like they have a smart TV? I think they someone like yeah they have Netflix now because wow. I was watching a show with the Queen. She seems very excited. Oh yes, that's probably the crown. Maybe why she got Netflix or yeah, why yeah. someone gave her Netflix. They do have it. It's upstairs. Yeah. Wow, your parents are kind of cutting edge. Then they are. They're like uh, I didn't expect. They're that. like Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> trailblazers. Yeah, that's geriatric trailblazers. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Uh, where where do they live these days? Your folks? Just curious. They live uh, in Dundurn and Aberdeen. Oh, Hamilton. so they're in Hamilton. Yeah, still still there. Okay, now the house has never changed. Did you? Uh, you had a phase in Peterborough. Is that your hometown? What's your hometown? No. Well, Hamilton. I still live. Ha- yeah, there. it I still is Hamilton. Home. Okay, in the basement. <laughs> right. I, I left. Like, okay, I left. I tried to like leave a few times. I lived in Peterborough for like eight years, maybe seven years. Okay, I went to I went to Trent. Right. And then I didn't leave, and then I left. You were like a townie from another town. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Trent had a big... A lot of people that live in Peterborough now are just Trent students that never left. That seems to be... I don't know if that's still a thing, because that seems like the young people leave, but there's like a lot of 30, 40-year-old ex-Trent students that now just are still there. Right. Working at the keg, maybe. Yeah, are still just... If they're lucky. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So it's... Yeah, that was a thing. So yeah, I stayed there. But then I... I was a bartender, and I had a vision of me at like retro night as not, at ninety years old, still serving like <laughs> blowjob shots to kids. So I was like, I can't do this. So I, I decided I had to leave. Yeah, maybe on like a special night once a month, they let you DJ or something. That would yeah, have been, that would have that's another level of dreaming. That's beyond maybe or like they let me bartend a show that wasn't because I had to bartend a lot of punk. 
Oh, great. if it was like a lot of like punk bands, that would be like oh, then BA can DJ or DB BA can right. bartend the <laughs> crummy shows where no one will tip. Right, that right. was a big thing. Too. That was that was your gig. Yeah, that was I was an ugly bartender. So that's uh, the ugly shows. The the first time I ever saw you play was in Peterborough. Oh, really? actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, like fifteen years ago or something. Because. Yeah. Been a while because uh, you you called our friend Mayor Macab to play with you. Oh yeah, and then I forgot one time. Really? <laughs> is that the time I forgot? I I don't remember an so issue. It became a five band bill. It was. I think it, I pretended like it was fine. Okay, it was. Yeah, I remember one other opening. I think act. it was a Constantine's maybe. Oh no! Oh, it was another time. Yeah. No, this was like. Uh, um, it came to Peterborough a few times. Yeah, and it was the trash. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, and the other opening guy who played before Mayor Macab was like. A real, he was like a white kid who wanted to be an even whiter G love in the special sauce. That was very popular in Peterborough. For it was. So there was one guy who influenced all the other guys, <laughs> so they all kind of sang like that for a bit. Oh, he had this, yeah, yeah. There was a real warble going on. That was a thing too. See, and there was a lot of open mics, so you'd see the all the guys who sang like G love would go to all the open mics. Wow, they used to give you half a pint if you sang, so they all got there and Where's my pint? That is a highfalutin open mic. Yeah. Half a pint for playing. And there'd be like five bars that would do it on like a Tuesday. So you could just go to every bar and get and get drunk. For, wow. And you could play the same song five times. Right. It was five different bars. They don't, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Man, Peterborough was The gravy was real. train shut down. For the <laughs> open mic gravy train has ended. Amazing. Yeah, I remember uh, being at the bar just and CH Channel 11 was on the bar. TV in, in, the, in the trash. <laughs> Lovely. And CA and I were like, oh, yeah, we're kind of watching it, making comments. And G Love Dude was like, oh, yeah, you guys are from Hamilton, right? So you're like really into this because that's like the <laughs> Hamilton News thing. He almost was giving us that, like, oh, you big city types from yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, we checks. With so you would have been a step up. <laughs> Actual news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, I guess, like I said, that would have been literally 2001 or two. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, yeah. And that was like, you just had your acoustic guitar and just like a buzz cut at Oh, the yeah, time. I used to do that. That was, that is a long time ago. It was, yeah. dude. I, yeah, they, I used to just play guitar yeah. once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I realized no one cares. Right. No one cares about a guy with a guitar. Oh, yeah. There's not a lower form of no. life on earth, I yeah. think that. Not, en- not enough of guitar. those at the dorm room. No, the party. so there were like cockroaches. <laughs> so you need to branch out and play like anything else. Right. And you, and that's when the Casio came along. That is exactly why the Casio showed up. And everything changed for you at that point. Yeah, I was really hungover and my parents were yelling at me. And then I, I hid in the basement. I was waiting for them to leave. And I found an old Casio I got as a present when I was like, maybe like eight. And it was still in the box under the stairs. And I was like... So I grabbed it, and I thought this would be a way to stop just playing guitar. Right. Because I realized there was just blibbity bloop sounds if you just hit one button. Yeah. So I was like, well, I don't have to even learn how to do anything. I can just move the bloops around. Yeah. And then the rest is history. The chord progressions. Yeah. G, C, D, G, yeah. C, D. I'm, hey, Mom, I'm a piano player now. I think she, I don't know. I don't think she thinks that. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Um. People so, do think that sometimes. They that do, I can eh? play the piano. Wow, did you program all that yourself? Yeah, or they think I program. That's another wow. big, yeah, big, big, not true thing that people believe about me. <laughs> the speak and spell iPod machine. Or yeah, I had can a barely few play guitar, really. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you got quite a, a pickin' hand. That's one thing I, that impressed me when I first saw speedy. you. Speedy. The speedy pickin'. Yeah. Pretty punk rock, pretty thrash metal. You don't have to buy a pick either, so it's good that way. Right, right. Yeah, it's beautiful. You have to grow rat-like fingernails, which is, no one likes those at all. But aside from that, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it's great. So, yeah, so before that Peterborough phase, it was Hamilton when you were a little kid. Yeah, I grew up in Hamilton, okay. and then I went to school in North Bay, which is when I first started playing shows. Oh, okay. And then I got out of there pretty quickly. I've still never been to North Bay. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's a really good pogo restaurant oh. called Burger World. Okay. And that's probably, it's nice in the sun. <laughs> yeah. That might be the main reason yeah, yeah. you want to go there. Yeah. You'd always get a pogo and drive somewhere else. True. Just hop there. on over to Sudbury. It's right on the highway, so you could stop there and get a pogo and just keep going right. to Sudbury, <laughs> which I have done before. <laughs> you probably do it like twice a year, actually. Yeah, twice a year, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very nice. Um, so yeah, you're you're about to hit the road again in a matter of days. Yeah, on, on so your twenty seventh tour or whatever. Yeah, um, you you do it about twice a year, I guess. That seems to be your average. I go west once or twice. Like it's all very structured now. So I go west either every twice a year or once a year, and then I go out east twice a year, pretty much every year, and then Ontario in the to fill in the gaps. Right. Right. So you say it is actually well thought. I was going to ask you if there's like at this Very point, regiment. now that you've done this, you must have a strategy to the timing. It's like, I'm going to yeah. go west in the summer or I'm going to well, go west to the Maritimes. Go to New Sled Island to, and then in the summer so you don't die in snowstorms. Right. And then I would, my old plan was I would go west during ski season, but then I almost died in snowstorms a lot. So now I have moved it to April, which still makes me think that I could die in a snowstorm. But yeah. Might maybe slightly less of a chance. And then, but I don't get to play like Fernie, which is Maybe okay as well. I see. Kind of a bummer, but kind of fine. You got a, you've got a bit of a cult there in Fernie. Well, there's Kyle's there. Kyle, what's that? <laughs> He's just the one guy who comes. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're Fernie guy. But I, but I, yeah, that's okay. Right on, right on. Um, is it uh, uh, say, like you've you've got all these pockets? Are you also just a quick technical question? Are you self booked? Are you your own yeah, agent? Yeah, no, I'm the booking agent. <sighs> DIY. No guys. one's. I always expected someone would email me and say like, "Can I be like a manager or a booking agent?" But no one's ever, <laughs> ever done that ever. So maybe someday they will. But I don't know if I would need a booking agent anymore. It seems like yeah, it's pretty easy just to like email like Paul, right? Like, hey, you know, let me play there, and he's like, great. So it's pretty. This fast. is uh, B. A. Johnston from Johnston Booking uh, Enterprises. Yeah, it, it, it saves on uh, that. I mean, like, I don't like having to explain what I do. Yeah, like I yeah. hate now when I try and book somewhere new because I have to explain my show which is unpleasant <laughs> for me to do but now you've got all the spots mapped yeah out. And i don't really play Canada. a lot of new bars anymore so it's kind of the same they all know you're coming they yeah it's the expect. same bartenders looking like five percent sadder every year <laughs> <laughs> so yeah right. i get to do that yeah. <laughs> um is there a is there a big difference between your say like audience sizes uh, west versus east because i know like halifax and the maritimes the maritimes got... used to be really good but they everyone moved ah. so i find my audience has swelled like montreal is a lot bigger now because it's all maritimers or like some places out west will have a lot of maritimers really and i find it kind of yeah because hmm. a lot of towns my crowd would be university based so as they graduate they'll go somewhere else and then right. i'll get a boost somewhere else but then that town will become not fun to play yeah. not as fun to play in anymore <laughs> Suddenly, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, Fredericton was, like, really, really busy, where I, my shows were, I get out 100 people every time, and now it's, like, 30 people, but mm. I get, the Fredericton people are always like, I saw you in Fredericton, like, but I'll talk to someone like that in, like, you know, yeah. Winnipeg Edmonton or something, or it's something. always very strange, but yeah. Cool, cool, that's fun. 
Um, oh, man. Halifax, I, of course, that was the big one. And I was almost going to go through your uh, new record, Gremlins 3, like song by song. And I need Donaire Sauce, track one. It's like, first thing I thought it was Halifax. Yeah. There's a lot of Halifax references in that song, I guess, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I was going to um, try and mix up the Donaire restaurant references, but I thought that would <laughs> Might be unnecessary, so right? You didn't bother. And the maritime fan base might there might be a little pushback on that. You got to uh, keep it. Well, I thought I was trying to please like Moncton people by mentioning like a Moncton Donaire place, but right. then I was like, that seems like a lot of work to please like <laughs> the ten people in Moncton who would care that much about it. Yeah, I really I love um, the, your geographical songs, the songs that are named after towns, and on this one, Orangeville. Might yeah, be that might be my favorite song on this new record. Really? Well, I, I you must have a connection with Orangeville then. I don't at all. Oh, really? Well, that's yeah. what you've that's done. What I, that was that was a song I wrote for people that know about Orangeville. Yeah, <laughs> that would be more what I would have thought. Well, that's and that's what I like about the geographical. You you do those references and you know you're playing to that town because you probably yeah. played there seven times. I kind of like doing the references because I figure it's like ninety eight percent of people won't understand, but two percent will be like. That's exactly will have their minds blown. Yeah, the best thing they've ever heard. <laughs> but the, uh, I just love that song too. A because of the cool like Johnny Cash outlaw country vibe. I love it. Johnny Cash. It is like ding, 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 ding. like as soon as it, it, it kicked in, and I was like, is wondering if this is like I guess it's all of the above, but it's like is this like because you hate playing there, which or is it just no, like I just was only there once. It just was a really unpleasant experience. <laughs> just as a visit, social visit. Yeah, it was like people lit, like would try like people tried to beat me up like the whole time, and it was like for the only reason because I wasn't like they'd be like you're not from here, and then that would be the precursor to basically like, I'm gonna stomp you. Yeah. <laughs> so then that happened like more than once in like a 24 hour period. Crazy. So I was kind of like like in Hamilton we just beat up each other. Right. We didn't care as much that you weren't from there wouldn't be why we'd want to attack you. Yeah. But in Orangeville that was the only re- like reason why right. they wanted to punch you in the mouth because <laughs> you just didn't you weren't from there. I love it. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am from a small town smaller than Orangeville, Dunville. Have you ever been to Dunville? You ever heard of it? I have cousins that live in Dunville. All right. Yes. Next, someone who knows Dunville would make the oh so. Um, and those cousins, are they married yet? Oh, Joke. yeah, no. All happily. all Right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're the successful cousins. Yeah, that's, oh, really? Yeah. It's good. A lot of nice lakefront front property out there. You should uh, you should uh, get a gig out there sometime. Yeah. Love you. Yeah, the Queen's Hotel, I'd recommend. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. There's there's one bar called the Vic, which was the, the big happening place back in wartime, as was the Queen's, and the Victoria just died this week. So I'm... Oh, that's sad. That's why I bring it up, because it's kind of on my I mind right now. I bars... When bars I enjoyed are gone. Yeah. And in Dunville, actually, like when I was, whatever, a teen, back in the late 80s, early 90s, there was like seven bars. Oh, really? And now there's like big is two. That? It's not big. So that like speaks 30, on... 30,000? No, like 12,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's a lot of bars <laughs> then, yeah. But back then, it's one of those places, same people old thing. People don't drink anymore, I don't think. Oh, so much drinking. Yeah, but I don't know right. if people drink now. Yeah. Like, I still drink heavily, but right. I don't know if anyone else does. Yeah. Like, I don't think the youngsters are drinking, like, as, they, as much as they should be drinking. Millennials be vaping, I think. Vaping? It, it's all about the uh, special white, yeah. non-smoking smoke. They're smoking the cron? Yeah. You know, the, the special medicinal white yeah. smoke of the vape. They don't, oh, alcohol. I guess it was hard because we had to smoke BTs outside. It's yeah. Not as, so we, naturally we'd want to, yeah, drinking seemed easier. Yeah. You don't have to put a nickel in your beer or dime <laughs> and smash a hole out of it. Right. To get high, you just drink the beer. Yeah. 
<laughs> work just as well. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now you could just like go to the dispensary, tell them that you have insomnia, and you've got. We didn't have to. We had to meet like, a guy named Rick, like yeah. in an arcade. Yeah. I like the the APB machine in the back or something. It was yeah. It was an event. It was a nervous, nerve wracking event. For it wasn't because I always thought I'd get ripped off. And, yep. Yeah. No, it was not. No, there was no store. No, no. I had to go stand in the Quirktown parking lot for half an hour yeah. waiting for the guy to show Wait, up. Hoping the guy would show up <laughs> before someone. Do you want notices me yeah, standing no, around trying to look inconspicuous? Yeah. Kids today see good times. You know, yeah. had to show a little ingenuity back in the day. Yeah, if you wanted to not stay sober. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's a lot of bars, though. Yeah, there's a bar in Peterborough that's closing called the Pig's Ear that's really making me depressed. Because it's been a it's been a bar. Hank Williams drank there. Whoa! It's been a bar for like I think a hundred years or something. Jeez. So it's kind of like yeah. And it's turning into condos, which I find really depressing. Because I mean, and then the people that are going to move into the condos are going to complain about downtown Peterborough right. being too loud, which will probably hurt other bars. Which yeah, is shut down of, the patios. Yeah, no I, more don't, shows. I, don't know, I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Yeah, condos and, and dispensaries, they're really taking yeah, over. Yeah, like the, the dispensaries in the bottom and then yeah. the condos on top. It's not just Toronto. They'll never apparently. have to leave their building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, modern urban living. Never leave the house. Um, Good times. Just like this tiny condo I'm in, and uh, I just found out, we just found out four months ago, we're expecting our first child here. Well, like, we could probably put the kid like... Uh, yeah, what do you think? And on, there's yeah. that Ikea thing behind you there with some shelves. Yeah, you put the kid on the shelving. That's pretty much its bedroom right there. Yeah, for, for the, the first, first couple, five yeah. or six years. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you actually have a little one. Can we talk about that? Well, mother had another. She had a mirror. What's known as a miracle baby. Oh, okay, okay. She didn't think she'd get pregnant because she's in her sixties. Right. Wow. But then she did. But she's in her sixties, so now she's kind of forced a lot of the onus on raising the kid to me. Oh God. Which is. Brutal. Rough, brutal. So now I'm raising my brother. Oh God, I'm so sorry. It's kind of yeah, it's tough. Again. Not, my parents are not. They just were really shocked, and then kind of just <laughs> passed. Those, it's another chore on my list to deal with. Right, man. Like I'm really impressed by your parents here. Not only are they cutting edge of technology, but they're like miracles of science. They are. It was wow. pretty miraculous that they did that. So Amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, it feels to the like, whole family. Yeah. You know, yeah. So uh, I take it you got to take your brother on the road. You put him in the trunk. Just no, they're kind of like they just want me to tour as much now. They're oh. like, they complain more when I leave. They used to complain when I stayed. You know, it's tough. <laughs> and that's all switched. Funny how yeah. life, life turns around you on you. Curveball. Jeez. But uh, I mean, you're getting out of the house for a few months here. Yeah. Right? I, well, I think I'm so financially. This record is bankrupted me. I see. So I have to go sell them. Right. And is it is it bankrupting you because of the. Uh, Really highly paid, highly touted session musicians. That no, I paid them nothing. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> well, they knew I wasn't going to pay them much. I don't know why. I think it's just making physical music is expensive. Like yeah. I actually made a ton of actual LPs, and then I was like, well, why not just make a thousand? Which is now seems crazy. But I think I saved like a dollar a record or right. something instead of getting five hundred. Right. And then I made tapes and I made CDs, which also felt stupid. <laughs> But I felt like I still should. Yeah. So, yeah. I and know. then I got a publicist, which seems weird. I was going to say. They're expensive. There's... And then, well, he's not even that expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just also have no money. So kind right. Of, <laughs> we're took that way. Yeah. So still, yeah. Uh, still on that level. We, yeah. Uh, well, I have a record label, but they didn't do it. Like, they don't return my emails and they've given me no money. Right. <laughs> well, that sounds like most record labels. That's yeah. I'm kind of hoping to stay on the guy's couch. Right. When I uh, uh, play Calgary. Right. Which might, <laughs> I'd say, might not might not happen. Oh, that's where the label's from, Calgary. Yeah, oh, okay. called Wyatt Records. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think they put out a Bri, Bri Webb seven oh, inch, and uh, well, then yeah, they've got some 
Hey, actual bands. You hey, know? maybe that Polaris prize will happen. You yeah, know, I'm kind of debating like that. not doing the Polaris. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking I won't let them do it. Like actually, yeah, disqualify yourself actively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did an interview with Rick Taylor. Do you know Rick? You must oh, know Rick I know Taylor. Rick Taylor. And he was on the jury, and he just went on and on about how everyone else hated me. Yeah. And it, he really, like, talked about it at length, about, like, how everyone said that I sucked. And, like, and did he talk with you about this live on air at CFMU? Oh, yeah, we were yeah. live, for sure, with a lot of pauses. But he kept talking about, like, and he really, like, hammered it home, like, well, there was a few people that were defending you, but the majority of people were very loud and how much they hated your record. And it was just like, oh, I don't know if I want, like, a bunch of, like... Bloggers just yeah. dumping on my stupid record. Mm-hmm, Seems mm-hmm. kind of weird. They take it very personally. They do. It's yeah. music is serious business. I guess here, it is. here in the big city. I guess. Yeah. No. You I, know, I can see that. Hence, songs like Nuke Toronto come to be. Yeah. Maybe. Right. <laughs> That's my serious song there. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was uh, obviously you're you're uh, on Team Hamilton. Yeah. It's so changed so much though. Yeah. I think. You think? I, I kind of know what you're saying. I mean, I don't we know if it's... Careful here, it's, a we, it's a weird line where it's like... It was pretty beaten up and, like, abandoned, mm-hmm. which sucked. And now it's not, which is good. But sometimes I wonder the way they sell the city and the mm. way James Street's kind of turned and how expensive everything is is kind of like... Yeah. It seems to be losing some aspects of Hamilton I really liked. Yeah. It's strange. I, I'm... I'm watching it from afar because now I've been a Toronto guy for a few years, but I lived in Hamilton for yeah. like 10 years and loved it and everything. And uh, and Hamilton would have been like the, the city for you if you were from Dunville, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like it's even one step up from St. Catharines, yeah. which would have been the other so when one. When you say you're going to the city, that probably would be what yeah. you meant, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the next logical step. Um, As opposed to going to town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which, although through like my mid-20s, I was kind of... Living with mother because I yeah. was going to be a rock star someday too. So they don't um, like that much. They really want that to happen quickly. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a lot of patience for the waiting game. By the time I was twenty-seven, things started to feel a little weird. So yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like, get an apartment, but I'm going on tour for like six months. So yeah, I'm never going to be there. Get an apartment. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm never. I, now I can't. Aff- yeah, I don't want an apartment. Yeah, I live here with you every once in a while. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I, w- I did that exact thing with my brother because we were in that band and we were going to go on a month and a half tour that had, you know, we're going to leave for a month and a half, but there's about 15 shows. So there's yeah. some gaps. <laughs> yeah, there's some gaps. <laughs> and my brother's like, I-, I guess I'm moving back home, dude. I was like, what? Well, we're going on tour for a month and a half. What? And it was back in the day, we're renting an apartment in Hamilton, so we're paying like 200 bucks each. Yeah. Which it was, was pretty great. cheap. I could be I a full time. I could be a full time minimum wage telemarketer. And pay my rent. That was like the glory yeah. days. I definitely remember not wanting an apartment that was more than two fifty. Yeah, that was like that was like when I would be like, really two fifty. Hoity Yeah, it seems like rents in Hamilton have gotten. They're not two fifty anymore. No, I guess not. Oh. I guess not. Unless you, you know, there's probably pockets oh, yeah. there. I bet there's some old landlord who f- doesn't realize what's going on. Yeah, He's still got some people living there for like in yeah. the, the northeast too. Yeah. You know, we can still get some. Uh, deals little hamlets yeah. some deals and all that <laughs> pockets of deals close in on there quick folks um but uh obviously you know toronto's like a necessary evil if you're if you're gonna chase the rock and roll dream i don't understand that one at all i know it's well it's perceived right but it like, might not be yeah because lots of fans are like we all moved from yeah blah 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 to toronto i was like why would you how'd that go yeah <laughs> it just seems like 
I would probably have rather lived in Peterborough or Hamilton, something that's so close to Toronto that you're almost there, but the yeah. cost of living is so much cheaper. Yeah. And you can still play all like, not like you're gonna, unless you're in a cover band, you're not going to be playing Toronto all the time anyway. Exactly. So it seems kind of pointless. Yeah, but you need to be in Toronto and go to shows five nights a week. And but like, bands hate going to shows. And, and not, I never hands. look out and see people from bands at my I shows. know. Exactly. Like every band that's open for me, they never come, <laughs> they never ever come and see me again. <laughs> really, like it's very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, bands hate shows. Uh, yeah, unless not. it's their own. No, I, I don't really like shows that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I get really excited for a show and I actually have the weekend off so I can go. And then usually I find myself convincing, like, come on, there's the go to the show. And there's a voice like, nah, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> sit on the couch. Right about 9.30 <laughs> yeah. p.m. Yeah, when it, when it's I'm like... old now, so I'm kind of like, like, it's too kind of too early to go out. But like, if I start drinking now, it's going to be trouble. So it's like, I got to wait a bit. And yeah, it's it's rough. I know. And then sometimes I'll, uh, I'll have that thing where it's like, all right, Saturday night, I'm excited for the show. It's going to be great. Got to be careful to not uh, start the party too early. Oh, that's big too, yeah. And then next that. thing I know, like we're halfway into the set and I got to leave. Or oh, yeah. I'm, no. I'm falling over. I have like married friends that come to my shows and they get babysitters and I'll go have dinner, especially if it's in another town. So I'll go have dinner with them before the show and then they're just pounding wine at like six and you're like... I go on at like twelve thirty, you know, and then yeah. by twelve thirty, like you know, he's like not talking; he's just kind of like staring off, and like someone's vomiting, and it's just like this is the next they have to deal with their kids, and it's just like really bad. But that seems to happen kind of often to me. Yeah, and they never listen to you when you're like this is too early. They just look at you like you're an idiot, and they just start like hammering. It's like I'll show you who's stupid. You know, I'll drink more. So yeah, it's kind of troublesome. This is a. Uh... This is it. Now that we've crossed into middle yeah. age, this is how it is. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and and it does make sense. Like if I if you start drinking at six thirty and you go to bed at like ten, that ten is your two a.m. and that's exactly. totally fine. But if two a.m. is really your two a.m., six <laughs> o'clock is not a good starting point. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I love it. Um, okay, so you've got uh, you got the vinyl, you got the cassettes, and the CDs yeah. all made. Got it all. That's crazy. They made download codes for this record. I've never done download codes. Oh, this before. is a, okay. There's another first. Yeah, I usually get people to be like, "Where's the download code?" I just put a CD yep. in their record and just give it to them. Yeah, exactly. But I figured I could just print them. The uh, the CD is sense. actually just kind of a something that the people yeah. keep the download code in until they get home. I, they I take imagine. the download code. Like, out I don't and... listen to like CDs anymore unless in my car. Okay. Ooh, the car has a CD player. Yeah, I you see, have been I, doing I get, well. I get people wow. sometimes that say like. I buy CDs for my car. Like mm-hmm. the way that people sometimes say, I buy tapes for my yes. car. But not as, you only hear that, you hear that at West a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because people still drive the old cars because they don't rust out. Because they last forever. Yeah. That's amazing. But you don't hear about the tape decks in the cars as much. Now it's CD. Yeah. Now it, tapes tape. is all like 19-year-old kids that don't talk to you that just buy the tape and kind of scurry back <laughs> into the darkness or something. They're like the two tape collectors. That's oh, it's the weird. best. Yeah. And you and I were both like actual childs of the cassette. I like, remember being annoyed when Combat Disc first showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was a scam. Oh, yeah? Well, it just seemed like I already had tapes and I already had records, and I was like, I don't need a third thing. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind Cash of phased grab. out tapes, and tapes just seemed so indestructible. Like, I kind of like them because I'm not clean, and I don't treat my possessions well, and you could, like, dunk a tape in salsa and, like... <laughs> burn it and it would still work so right kind of in cds it's like if you breathe on it they get a scratch and you can't listen to them anymore. right fair especially in a car where you're basically treating all your music oh, stuff yeah. like garbage danger zone yeah yeah i you know the obvious thing for me uh, i was very excited to get my cd player because i didn't have to like sit there and fast forward through the, oh, shitty the fast songs. forwarding yeah 
the sh- I thought the shuffle button was the most revolutionary yeah, thing in, in the music world that was ever going to happen. Like, what are they going to think of next? Yeah, you know? no, that yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it was a big deal. Fast forwarding was a pain. It was like, especially I found with thrash metal tapes. Typically, there's a formula to thrash records where the first song and the last songs on each sides were the total highlights. Oh yeah, that's what I do with my records. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then the middle is just the, <laughs> yeah, the boring the, mid-tempo it's filler. Filler. Yeah, you throw yeah. that right in there. So I was like, all right, now the CD age is here. Filler is like over. But then yeah. with CDs, uh, artists could make 90-minute records. Yeah, so, I guess it became very long. Then so it's like, oh, all right, there's 25 songs on here now. Yeah. Could be good. Could be hor- a horrible mistake as well. I also liked displaying. That was the thing I liked about because people would come over to your house and they'd see your CDs and they could judge you. Yes. And then I would kind of be like, well, if you're judging me, I'm making sure that I got my best stuff. I have my VHS collection. Yes. Bam, you could see my tapes and you could see my CDs. And yeah. it was all like you knew who I was. Exactly. Same. From that, from my Same. possessions. And now you look around and it's barely like holding yeah, it together. No here. It's just like thrown in there casually. And people look at my VHS tapes now like I'm a lunatic. Yeah. They look over my house and they're just confused. But I'm like, no, I don't care. I took so much time collecting these tapes that I paid like $10 each for. Now they're worth a quarter, like a penny or something. Yeah. But hey, I think I'm a firm believer that in 10, 20 years, CDs are going to be the new vinyl or cassettes. So I think CDs are going to come back. And then the the 19-year-olds of 20 years from now, you're like, oh, you hold the artwork. You yeah. open up the booklet because even the book like, of the CDs do look like I looked at my CDs up from the factory the other day and I was like, these look good. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, exactly. Weird. They've got that same thing. The whole thing is like, oh, vinyl. Yeah, vinyls the artwork because it's so much bigger than a CD. It does look but, nice in the vinyl, but too. The, it does. But you don't get the book really. Well, yeah, it depends. You yeah, know, I the, usually the put in inserts. a crappy photocopy insert that doesn't right. look good at all. It's right. kind of blurry. It's from like staples. You can barely read it or whatever. Yeah, very vulnerable to yeah. damage and everything. The strange thing I find about tapes is that everyone was like, tapes are so cheap. I'm making tapes. And I was like, CDs now cost like 90 cents. To, like, they're not, they are so desperate for <laughs> right. your business. Like, I had a CD cover for one of the albums and they were like this is copywritten imagery for your cover and I was like too bad I'll take I'll pull my business and they were like no problem like they <laughs> basically like knew it was illegal and then refused and then I just was I'm not even a good negotiator I was just like well whatever do that. Right. I'll stop doing Cancel it, with you it. Then. and then they were like they totally were like no 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 like we'll do it we'll do it that was just yeah. they're just having a cover your ass moment I guess just they themselves. were like we used we to tried. have the power to do this yeah, and yeah. then when I went and picked up the CDs the only ones in the factory were Stuart McLean Vinyl Cafe CDs and my own CDs so that was the only thing in the factory on the loading dock wow and that's when I knew CDs were probably a big trouble wow. That's that's yeah. a that's a wonderful Canadian moment that it was yeah. Stuart stuff though. R.I.P. Mr. Well, he was probably the last dude selling CDs. Now that he's passed away, is nobody. Yeah, he was the last guy keeping that factory open. Yeah, because the the boomers are still listening to CDs. Probably. Yeah. I do like my doctor. He like every time I go, I hate getting sick now because I go there and he's just like, "What are you listening to these days?" And he just talks about CDs he orders. Oh yeah. So there's got to still be like old rich guys that love buying CDs. I guess. Yeah. Well, and you'll see them all walking around the halls of Sunrise Records now <laughs> after they take over all those HMV stores. Oh, it's good times. Um, I, you know, VHS movies. You're an avid 80s movie expert. And uh, the, another new song on the new record, uh, Ninja Movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that strikes a chord with me. Uh, Very big. Well, yeah. When we first got our first VHS in 1985 or whatever mm. it was, First, one of the first in the first trip to the rental store, I got Enter the Ninja. Like I had to get that, <laughs> which was the beginning of that little franchise. 
And uh, I love how you mentioned Dudikoff because American Ninja yeah. might have been the peak. Of, yeah, well, he was like, that was like the most famous of the crappy yeah. ninja movies because like they didn't really get the mainstream no. push as much. No, no. But they still like, like all be dressed like ninjas and have yeah. ninja stars and stuff. And like, yeah, 12-year-old boys all yeah. over the world are flocking Super to the video it. store. Movies Super are really into violent it. too. Like yeah. it's kind of nuts. Like my parents usually screen stuff for violence, but every once in a while stuff would slide and yeah. they'd leave the room and dudes are getting cut in half and stuff. It's just like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even it was maybe Enter the Ninja. I remember, like, it starts with a rampage on a golf course. Oh, yeah. And he goes around just killing golfers and even, like... Isn't that when he, he gets shot, like, a hundred times by the cops and he just doesn't die? Yeah. Yeah, he throws the, the sand Ninja, bomb down. Ninja 3, The Domination? I think... Yes. Thank you. I just watched that, like, Dude. the other day. Yeah, I watched it 30 years shot, ago. because I was, like, watching it. He got shot so many times. Okay, like, I don't care what kind of ninja powers. Like, yeah. he just got shot with a shotgun, like, 20 times, and he's still okay. He's yeah. walking around killing people. And then, but after the big, big final shoot, 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 he threw one of those yeah. bombs down into, into the sand, and he disappeared. Yeah. And well, he, he buried himself. Hole. Yeah. But then he crawled out of the sand and he grabbed that one girl yeah. and possessed her with yeah. his ninja powers. And then she was dealing with this strange physical haunting yeah, of yeah. ninja powers. It was weird. Yeah. That's a, that movie is a must-see. It is. For many, many reasons. It's really weird. <laughs> and but it was amazing. And interesting because it was a, a female lead. Yeah, which, which is a rare thing yeah. back then. Very key thing these yeah. days as well. Aerobics instructor. It, exactly. Yeah. Ninja. When she was getting stressed out, she felt the possession coming on. She would turn on her aerobics music and try to dance it off. (laughs) I remember that happening. She's like, oh, no. No, no. It's a great movie. Not going to get me. so good. Yeah, yeah. And we couldn't help but hope. Me and my, like, 12-year-old buddy were watching it. It's like, this is a ninja movie, so it's rated R. And it's got a girl in the lead. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a peek here. You know? You assume you get a peek. Didn't happen. No? Didn't happen. I haven't quite got to the end of it yet. I'm halfway through it. I've been watching it late at night before I go to bed. Yeah. It's my nightcap. Um, but you know, not to, uh, overdo this topic too much, but I don't care. American Ninja two of the Dudikoff ones was my favorite. I haven't down. seen that one yet. Oh, buddy. Like that's one, one flaw I found with the ninja genre, huge fight at the beginning, huge fight at the end, yeah. just like the record. need more fights. The, the hot lead track and the closing yeah. track, huge. And then all this boring drama in the middle. No, I don't need a lot of that. It's like, what's that? But American Ninja two, like every yeah. five minutes. Well, there someone probably gave scene. the same speech you're giving right now. Thank you. Was, yeah. in the, was in the studio being like, why are there not more fights? Yeah, yeah. Why are there, are there one on dates or something now? Like, fight, fight. Exactly. The ninjas. And American Ninja 2 brought it. And yeah, I kind of left. After watching that. After movie. I saw that, I was like, okay, they're, yeah. they're, they aren't going to top that. And then, of course, then, you know, late 80s, Jean-Claude came along. and Yeah, that, I, that got, that. I, I really hated the that action movie genre when I was... Like when it came out originally, I thought I was like too good for it. I was a snob, and I realized like I remember when I see like my buddy made me watch Tango and Cash, and just being like, "This is so stupid! Like, I can't believe you made me watch this movie." But now I'm just like, "This is amazing!" Like, because I think sometimes you got to enjoy how bad things are. Exactly. Yeah. That. I mean, you got Stallone and Russell together. That's yeah, a dream which team. is pretty good. That's right a dream there. team. Yeah. I I actually got yeah. saw that in the theater. Tango and Cash. That was yeah. a big one. Hmm. A lot of Chuck Norris movies, they were kind of big. That was a big deal. I like Chuck because if you were Chuck's friend or lover, you'd be brutally murdered. <laughs> like within the first, every Chuck Norris movie is the same. He loves all these people. He's super nice. He buys them gifts. And then they are brutally murdered. And then he has to get horrifying revenge. Yeah. Like, I would not be friends with Chuck. <laughs> 
because he's not. There's no good ending that's coming for you. You're done. You're gonna die. Yeah. He'll revenge your death, but it's not gonna do you any good because you will be cut into 80 pieces two hours, you know, earlier. So it's no good. Yeah, that was good. I was more of an Arnold guy. You know, Chuck I felt was yeah. more of a deep. You had to really be into the genre. Yeah, like, Arnold's really. Arnold yeah, was just the mainstream. Really good now, like I love, like I'm. I even like Steven. I watch Steven Seagal movies now. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, the second one. The first one to me was Above the Law. And then the second one, oh, what was the second one? Oh, A Marked for Death? Is that the Jamaican one? No, no, I'm wrong. The second one, Out to Kill. It was the one with Kelly LeBrock, the girl from oh, Weird Science. Oh, that where he like dies and comes back? They Hard to Kill? Yes. Hard yes. to Kill. Where they think he's dead, but he's just in a coma. He, he escapes the hospital. Yeah. Like on his yeah, stretcher like bed. Yeah, ten years later. He pushes <laughs> himself out of the hospital yeah. by a broomstick. No, well, that was... Yeah. The thing I like about Stephen Seagal is he has no sense of humor. No, The movies zero. are totally... He, there's no jokes that are against him. Yeah. He never gets punched, really, until his later career when he, I think, didn't have the power to be like, no one ever hits Seagal. Like, right. They were like, Seagal, you got to get beat up here if you want your $80 or whatever you're going to get for this, <laughs> this movie you're going to do with 50 Cent. You know, so you're, you're going to get some punches. But but yeah, yeah. He, they, he, there's no jokes. He's never funny. Right. No one hits him. And if, he there, just if there really is a joke, really kills anyone. It's yeah. against some villain he's or dead. something. Yeah. Well, there's one scene, I think it might have been above the law, where he's looking for a girl in the bar. It's like, you seen Ugh, this girl? Yeah. You seen this girl? And then one guy said, I seen the top of her head. And <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's funny. You know, it takes that second <laughs> to like, you know, look around the room and laugh. And then just all hell breaks yeah. loose. Everyone in the bar was dead like 10 <laughs> seconds later. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So what is that today? Who's doing that now? I don't. Well, so are, Star like, Wars into the Netflix kind of thing. Like if there are nine, 2016 John Claude Van Damme movies, and that's true. And so they're not very good. And I they're guess, not as good as they were. I think there's too much CGI stuff in them now. So it's it all really, about the uh, the X Men and the Avengers. Yeah. and Iron there's got to be now. stupid crap that's not good out there. Yeah, I mean I thought Guardians of the Galaxy I was really fun. got um eight, like without being an 80s nostalgia movie, really got nostalgia kind of perfect like that to me that was in the same way like when i saw the first star wars you kind of i got some parallels with that and then the trailer now it kind of looks like an actual moving heavy metal comic oh yeah yeah and i'm like wow this is kind of like if you were really into acid in like <laughs> late 80s this kind of seems like they've captured what you were really into you know? nice yeah yeah i yeah i like the the parallel to Star Wars there, because those the first Star Wars movies, yeah, there was like a, a natural organic humor to them, mm-hmm. but they weren't comedy movies. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, and Guardians maybe pushes the comedy a little yeah, more a little deliberately, but it still feels kind of just like yeah. just hanging out. Which yeah, which is a nice. Or the mix. new Star Wars, I don't know, they're not. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you how you feel about what's been going down conflicted. the past couple of years. Conflicted. Well, I hated. I didn't like the the, the prequels or whatever. The, yeah, the nineties. They were bad. Prequels, yeah, and then no, I, no, I wasn't like my brother saw like six times. He kept being like, "One of the movies yesterday," and I was like, "Oh, cool. What did you see? <laughs> Star Wars." I'm like, dude, you've already seen it. Like, why do you need it? Like, yeah, I don't know. It was yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I didn't need to see it again. I'll, I I got to give respect to anyone who stands by those '90s prequels. Good for you. Some people stick seem to, to your defend guns. them. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, they were pretty bad. I I think I saw all three of them in the theater. Yeah, I saw them on the. Th- I mean, right. I had to. Yeah, just as like, I know, uh, I'll see all the Star Wars movies now. I yeah. don't know. I like Clone Wars was yeah. or not Clone Wars. Uh, the Rogue One was one. okay. I mean, it, it was. was probably better than the than the Force Awakens. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Rogue One I did enjoy, but I did find the once the final big fight was about halfway through, kind of like, yeah. eh, like I started to feel like okay, 
Uh, it's it, it maybe dragged a little bit. Felt like know. a bad job to be a, yeah. a spaceship pilot. Yeah. It just seems like you're going to die. Like, <laughs> you got five minutes. We've been training you for like 20 years or whatever. Here's a big space battle, and yeah. you're dead. Yeah, much. yeah. Because there's no way. How does that? It's just a million laser beams, and you're flying like a tin can around. Like, yeah. Seems like it's not going to end well for you. It's really good for recruiting uh, yeah. our, the youth they of today just keep putting to them the armed there, forces. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'll go see The Last Jedi. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, there's really no... It's all going to be good. I even like the... Uh, no stopping it. Even the Star Trek movies now, I don't mind. I've never been a Trekkie, but I just kind of yeah. saw I liked one the last first year. one, and then I didn't really like... The, the second one was... Too, was no There was no science in the science fiction, I found. It was really action-y. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I kind of was like, where's, you know... It's, right. It kind of became more like a just a straight-up action movie, which I liked less. Right, right. And that one thing I never saw were the Star Trek Next Gen movies. Were you all over that? Did you bother? I didn't like it at the time. I got into it through Netflix, and then I found the VHS tapes, and I watched them. I think they're good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Next Gen is kind of a good, bad kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, that was a show I just watched because my parents loved it, and it was yeah. on every night It's enjoyable. For a while. There's some it's episodes like, right. are definitely a lot better than others. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, movie was really amazing that I was kind of mad at my brother because he kept being like, when are the movies? Saw Star Wars. And I'd be like, when are you going to see Krampus? Oh, yeah. The best movie ever. Oh, yeah. You keep going to see Star Wars. Okay. And then he finally saw Krampus and wasn't that into it. But I was <laughs> kind of pissed off because I was like, that, you know. Okay. Now, there's a I movie. haven't seen Krampus. Dude, I what, see are we, this. what are we even talking about? Sorry. We need yeah. to get to the. Get to the, wherever you can see Krampus and watch it. This afternoon. I'll, I'm going to find Krampus. I love it. Um, <laughs> all the nostalgic stuff that you refer to in the songs are fun. I also raised by the wooden spoon from a previous album or whatever. It's. We had that. I had. We had the wooden spoon. Of course, we did. Um, yeah, mom used to wet it. Oh, we were extra bad. Yeah, She'd good like trick. Put it under yeah, the yeah. sink to get it. Watch so that. It would hurt more. She denies all this now. It's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. My brother too was like, I never got hit with a spoon. I was like, What? Did you, my parents? They? How did in the five years you just not get hit with me? I got hit with everything. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, and also, you sing about food a lot and everything. A lot of food. A lot of food. I'm at the fat. I'm at my peak fatness right now. Right. I've never been so fat in my life. Your target weight. Maybe. I guess, yeah. yeah. I thought I peaked. People keep being like, either they'd be like, you got fat or you lost weight whenever I play Towns because they haven't seen me in like a year. Yeah, yeah. And I always kind of wrote it off thinking that I'd plateaued with my weight and I was never going to change. And then I looked in the mirror and I was like, I am so <laughs> fat now. It's really brutal. <laughs> like I'll see pictures and there's all these rolls where they didn't used to be. Right. I, so I gave if- up chips for Lent. I think that'll, that'll oh, right good. the ship. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um I guess like raising your little brother, I don't know, that could help. He might lose weight. He doesn't weight. eat, so like you'll be like, I made you grilled cheese, brother, and then he'll just not eat it. So right. you're like, well, I guess I'm not hungry, but I'm not going to waste this grilled cheese, so you just eat it. Oh, you're actually going to get fatter because yeah. of that, I think. You're, I guess, well, who cares? It doesn't we'll matter anymore. But, uh, and also, if you haven't yet, good listener, make sure you check out the video, Beef at drive Through. Hot to... Uh, Hot new premiere. Uh, oh, House of Targ did that. Your friends yeah, from they Ottawa? Yeah, they, the, they did the video. It was the first kind of real video that I've ever really had done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was good. It, got a, it went briefly viral. Very good. Yeah, yeah for yeah. a day. <laughs> it was good. Um, the uh, House of Targ, you must love that. There's, It's full of pinball machines, isn't it? Yeah, Targ is probably, yeah, they're an your arcade, spot? arcade bar, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. And they do shows. And they're one of the few bars left that actually... We'll promote your show for you. Oh yeah, we'll tell people about it and make posters and like the old days. Yeah, just like just like it used to be. <laughs> so where was they, this the seventies? They wanted you to come to the show. So yeah, no, they they make a really big. They actually print a monthly zine with mm-hmm. all the shows in it, and they make oh, a big wow. effort. Yeah, it's great. Oh, nice. Yeah. And there's like for arcades in Canada, they're one of maybe three or four left. So right, yeah. 
I haven't been to out to a. You ever get to play Call the Office in London? They got pinball machines. Yeah, they have a right? couple. I couple. remember. Yeah, they they have I've like been there pinball. In a while. There's an arcade that opened up in Toronto called Tilt. Oh really? But it's a straight up arcade. Um, it's actually pretty good. It's like I think five dollars all you can play, which is oh yeah, yeah, really cheap because they have some newer pinballs that would be like a dollar or two dollars each. So. Random question: Is Palladium still a thing? I've never been to Palladium. Palladium. There. I never went. You they, never I, went. They just didn't have games I would have wanted to play. Really? Yeah. Oh. I was yeah. never a fighting game guy as oh. much as I was like a donkey cock. adventure. Yeah, get yeah, the, I was collect more, the yeah. collect the biscuits. Gauntlet would have been yeah that kind of stuff more than <laughs> Ninja Guy Den. Not so much Double Dragon. I like Double Dragon was good. I mean, Double Dragon, you had to. That was just such a phenomenon. That was no kind of the great equalizer. To, yeah, die. Yeah. I mean, some of the fighting games. I just didn't like when I like when I I like to beat up people on the screen, not like my buddy. Because <laughs> right. usually they'd be better, and I'd lose my quarter, and then it was just like I want my quarter. To, I only had like two quarters, so I needed right. them to last me a while. Yeah, yeah. You ever see? I I find that, um, of course, small towns that maybe are by a lake are the last bastion of arcades too. Yeah. Like if you go to Long Point or something, there's like they sell sti- stuff there. There's still one little yeah. place that sells. I think Bala has one. Bala oh, nice, Cade, yeah. nice, nice. I don't know if it's closed or not, but. Yeah, we got to get you on that Key to Bala stage. Is that, that's got to be one of your be, dreams. That would be huge for me to play Key to Bala. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Have you enjoyed shows there and seen I've one? seen David, I remember going to see David Wilcox a long time ago, and yes. I had a buddy that was a massive David Wilcox fan, so he, he was like, I'll drive, don't worry, like, just come in the car. And then he ended up getting so wasted he couldn't drive. <laughs> so my other buddy, who this kind of stuff always happened to, had to drive. So he was like driving his car, this other guy's car, and he's like, the Wilcox fan is way out the window screaming at people, and my buddy just looks so defeated. Like, he had to watch David Wilcox, which he wasn't probably that excited about. And then he realized my other buddy was going to get so wasted, so he had to stop drinking. And then he had to drive everyone home in someone else's car. Like, it was just, like, the worst night of all for him. But, yeah, I've seen, yeah, a few shows there. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's just kind of like... A nice iconic, been there forever. Yeah, kind of throwback to another time that I, I enjoy so much. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I got to go there a couple summers ago, and uh, there was one room that just is wallpapered with the posters yeah. of shows that have happened through the well, decades. shows were big. Like I talked to my parents, Triumph. and they'll be like, in Huntsville in the '70s, you could see Sly and the Family Stone and stuff like that. Which yeah, just seems to me to be kind of bananas now. Like that's yeah. like they were a massive band, and they were playing these really, sm- and they'd be like every single like. Like tons of people would flock from everywhere to go to these shows. It yeah. just sounded really crazy. Yeah, it was a totally different circuit back then. Like even towns like Simcoe or Delhi. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, Rush or you know, uh, I played Delhi. Yeah, yeah, I wondered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a- Brantford. <laughs> Brantford. Well, Brantford still gets stuff. Maybe. It does once in a while, a little yeah. bit. You, were you around in the Ford Plant days? Yeah, I played Ford Plant. I get Ford Plant is one of the venues I get people to this day. Still being like, I saw you at the Ford plant. Nice, nice. Which is odd, because it hasn't been around for so long, Forever. and I don't remember there being that many people at my shows, but I'll still get people that are like, oh my god, I, when I was 15, I used to see you all the time at Ford plants. Nice, yeah. yeah that's definitely got a, a nice mythology to it for Branford. Yeah, Canadian I mean, it was pretty, pretty insane there. I mean, mm. if you lived in Branford, that would have been kind of amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. all-ages shows, when that place was popular, this was an all-ages venue in Branford. Um, they weren't that big, really, in a lot of other places. Right. They kind of, all you just seen everywhere seems pretty dead to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm an old man, so I don't really keep my Same. finger on the pulse of, like, what 17-year-olds are doing these days. But yeah. I, don't, you don't, I don't get offered a lot of all-ages shows anymore, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that is a weird one. I don't even know if they do happen. They must happen. We yeah, just, we just sure don't do. know. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm just an old man and yeah, no yeah. conception of it. Were you, like... Were you in the Hamilton scene when shows were happening at, like, Transit Union Hall and stuff? Did you ever do a show I there? I saw... I didn't really play... Attended. 
I attended some shows. I mean, I remember like, Sonic Onion stuff was yeah. big. And I know all ages seen in Hamilton when I was in high school was pretty massive. Like, right. we went to shows all the time. There was different scenes, right? There'd yeah. be Westmount scene or downtown yeah. scene, I think. Well, there'd be like each kind of like the kids would have their bands, but then you would get touring bands that people would be like really excited about. Like, I still remember the first time Sloan came. That was like pretty massive. Right. And people were probably as interested in the fact that Eric's trip were opening. Right. Even though no one had really heard either of the bands, people right. just like had heard of them and it was kind of massive. So like everyone decides to go to yeah. Corktown to see them or whatever. Yeah. The Corktown. Yeah. Exactly. That, uh, that tour I saw like the St. Catherine's show at Brock the day before that, that Corktown yeah. show kind of thing. Yeah. I remember that being like kind of like, huge. Like big. Yeah. Oh so, that's, yeah. That's our Nirvana. Sloan is our Nirvana, yeah. everybody. Woohoo. Well, it's just cool that we had like our own, you go see your friends bands play, but then you'd also get to see bands that you were kind of you know, yeah. more excited to see than just like right. your buddy Steve's band, yeah. you know, like whatever. Yeah, no, it was that was an exciting time. The integration. What a time to be alive. What a time. <laughs> what a time. Kids now. Those glorious. I'm mean, close to death. Who have I lived? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, what? How'd you come together with the Reagan's Rayguns, which is a great name? Uh, by I just the way. played with them Old a buddies. lot. I've been playing with them probably since my first shows in St. John. One of the guys was the sound guy. Nice. They're kind of just dudes that have been in. Kind of like kind of the mainstays of the St. John music scene. Right, cool. And for a while there, there really wasn't. St. John actually has kind of gone through a pretty big resurgency where there's lots of bands there now. So, But for nice. a while, there wasn't a lot, so they were kind of the only guys. Cool. And they're just an amazing band. They're super good. Right on. And we're willing to play for little money. I was going to say, yeah. So now they've got dreams <laughs> Well, they're just stardom. really excited. They're like, I've never been on a real record before. Aha. Uh-huh. Like, oh. That's nice. It's nice of you to throw glad the kids could, a bone. Glad I, could, glad I could help you out there. Isn't that nice? Yeah, spread it. For you come to a generation. studio for a whole day and playing songs over and over and over again for $50 or whatever. Yeah, show them what the, what lies ahead I in bought their them pizza, lives. pizza, and Ooh. I provided pop and, and beer. Man. They seem pretty happy about that. That's great. You really are rolling in the big bucks these yeah. days. So I, it was, it was catered. Good. Yeah, The recording yeah. session was catered. That's amazing. This whole, this whole fringes DIY thing. That's why I'm thing. bankrupt now. Yeah. <laughs> the pizza I've been throwing around, getting people to do favors for me. Get out there. Go to, the, go to these shows. Check bajohnston.com <laughs> and whatnot. And, and watch the video and, and uh, head out to see them. Um, there's dates all over Canada coming up real soon. Um well, maybe maybe before we go, let's let's talk about drugs a little more. Uh, the, sure. One of the last songs, "So High in Foodland." Oh yeah, yeah. The great, uh, you know, tales of being high in public. Which you've got a couple of those. Do Do you recall like the first time that happened to you? Being high, like whether it was Canada's Wonderland or a job or like out and about somewhere other than your buddy's basement where you're safe and can relax. Well, probably the first time I was really high. I went. We got high and then went to my back to my parents' house where they were, and I didn't really know about being high. Yes. And now that I look back, I was super high, <laughs> but like I didn't know I was high. I guess. Right. We, I just remember being really ate all these cheesies and we right. were watching TV like me and my buddy. We thought it was like amazing. Yeah, yeah. But now that I think about it, we were clearly super <laughs> high for sure. And no weird vibe from the folks. No, I think they just wouldn't have suspect like suspect suspected right. we would have been doing that like later after i moved out i remember getting really high with my brother who was still in high school we were playing mario kart in the basement and my dad came down the stairs and was like you guys are really high and i was like i'm so high. <laughs> and then my brother was like how dare you suggest such a that i would ever do such a thing and he got really mad at my dad and i was just like no we're like we're busted <laughs> like like we were all red and like squinting and like yeah. really into rainbow road and like 
But my brother just did this fake anger to try and like shut it down, which right. I thought was really funny. That's adorable. Very yeah. nice. Very I nice. was pretty high at that food land, I guess, a fair bit. Right. Is, that, is that a recent story? Or is no, that, that was like the... a long time ago. Okay. I worked at a food land for a really long time in the summers. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't seen a food and, land yeah. in like 20 years. No, they're still big up north. They're, ah, thank you. Yeah, still, they're like, a, probably once you hit Bear, you'll see every crummy town. Like, if, nice. you, if you're in Stainer, you're getting your groceries from a food land, you know. It's kind of like traveling abroad and up north throughout east, and you see pizza delight everywhere still. Yes, it would be just like that, except with expensive groceries. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but I remember being high at work and then not liking it as much because people would ask you annoying questions. Like, exactly. How, why is head lettuce this expensive? And I'd be like, I'm 15, like... <laughs> My name tag says Jimi Hendrix. Do you really think, like, I have any sway over the price of lettuce? And then I just kind of started getting high when I was done work more. Right. I don't even really get high, and I'm too old now. Yeah, yeah. Kind of stopped. That would be the thing. If that was me, I would have been, like, thinking about all the things that I could have told that customer. Yeah. And how I could have handled the situation better. And I I wouldn't be able to sleep that night. Because I'd be like... (laughs) That, I don't even know that woman, but I bet she knows who my mom is or something. Well, I done you know, all yeah. that, right? <laughs> you like, keep your keep more on the DL. Oh man, yeah, that's yeah. that's what uh, that's kept me away from the reefer growing mm. up in Dunville. I had to wait until I was done high school and out of there. Out, out of there, so like no, okay, no prying eyes. Now, now the anonymity of the big city college life in Oakville. Pff, yeah, <laughs> let's party. Yeah, you could be anybody. There, yeah, yeah, right? let's yeah. party. Yeah, and then it's all been uh, uphill from there. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. The splendor doing the indie rock big podcasts city. at uh, at. 41. It's a good time. Ooh. All right. Well, you've, you've got some errands to run. You've got a tour to go, yeah, I gotta go and execute. I got to go get ready for my tour. I All actually right. have to practice now. So I, I have to practice. Rehearsals? Yeah, I do rehearsals. Tonight will be full, not dress rehearsal because I'm not put on the sweaters, but sure. I'll do like full keyboards, clean the Jagger out of them. And, wow. Know, this is a whole new beer, Got to please those 20 people. I got to earn that $150 guarantee this Friday in <laughs> Brantford. So... <laughs> I love it. And it, it is just you, right? There, is there going to be any special backing band shows no, in the next year? No, like the year? band from St. John's kind yeah. of talking about it, but I couldn't afford to do it. Yeah. So. And I, I've never successfully performed with a band. I always forget the words to everything. So Right. <laughs> Maybe <That's>, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flying solo. Awesome. Well, this has been fun. Thanks a lot. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming up. And uh, yeah, again, we've been talking to B.A. Johnston, new album, Gremlins 3. What is this, like your eighth, ninth record? Eleventh. Eleventh record, record yeah. folks. Uh, so get on, get online to bajohnston.com. They're all there, all the records and, uh, all of them. Check out that new video. Cassettes, <laughs> yeah. LPs, CDs, yeah. uh, stock may vary on various yeah. formats and records, but he'll hook you up however he can. Um, so we look forward to seeing you out on the road this spring and, um, yeah, thanks again. No, thank you guys. See ya.